Hey guys, welcome back to the O1ers Club. I'm Sydney Hendricks, and we took a little bye week last week, um, but mostly just because I was going with the flow and enjoying life and truthfully just didn't have time to podcast. <laughs> so today I want to intentionally be a lot more naked in my thoughts. Um, I've tried a few different things like For example, if I have a thought, I'll write about it and then kind of use whatever I wrote as a guideline to talk about, but I find that when I do that, I kind of overcomplicate things for myself and through my podcast journey and kind of experimenting with what it feels like to podcast, my main thing is that I don't want to overcomplicate it for myself because I just want to enjoy myself and see where it goes because it's all just experimental and ultimately for fun. So here are some of my naked thoughts. (laughs) Um, I had such a nice weekend and I think the reason why it was so nice was because I kind of let go of plans or direction or anything that I wanted out of the weekend and instead I just went with the flow and I went home this weekend but didn't really plan to stay there long so I didn't tell anyone I was going home in advance and sometimes it's really nice not to be expected. I think there's a lot of freedom that comes from just showing up. It was really nice to be in my hometown but not feel any obligations to anyone or anything that I needed to feel bad about not doing. So that was super nice. And also today I worked virtually for a mentor of mine. Her name is McPatty and she shared so many good snippets of wisdom and I kind of bullet pointed some of them that we could elaborate on. So the first phrase that she said that was absolute money is she said, secrets breed sickness. Basically saying that when you are harboring something inside of you, it will make you sick, whether it's mentally sick or physically sick. And um, ultimately, by getting those secrets out of you, you're healthier. She said, secrets breed sickness because you're not decluttering yourself. Another thing she said is that when you live in secrecy, the feelings fester. So whatever happened that you don't feel like talking about or don't feel like addressing because you don't want to deal with it, it's already affecting you because it's inside of you. It's just a matter of making peace with it or not. I just thought that was incredible. Another thing we talked about during our virtual working session is what are your addictions and why and something I realized through this conversation is that everybody has addictions even if you're not necessarily an addict or wouldn't think of yourself as an addict Um, like your addiction could be with food or with your phone I think most of us are plagued by that one or nicotine or alcohol or weed or whatever it may be And something she said is choose addictions that aren't mind altering. Like even exercise can be an addiction, but that's an addiction that ultimately is benefiting you. So it's okay in moderation for that to be something that you're addicted to. And same with food. Something McPatty said was just set boundaries with your addictions. Like she knows she's addicted to food, so she's conscious of it and watches the way that she eats or what she eats 
because if she just let herself go crazy, then in her words, she'd be like a thousand pounds. (laughs) But I don't know. I found that topic so interesting, I guess, because I have lived around addicts. And so as a teenager or as I'm coming into my own adulthood, I intentionally want to do everything that I can to not have addictive tendencies. But the way that McPatty was talking about it, it made it kind of seem more like everybody has addictions. Just be careful about what your addictions are. And something she said was, you got a big life ahead of you. Live it with good habits. She also said, quote, you're either learning your journey that you create or you're living in someone else's past journey that they created. Which one do you want to be on? This is so relevant, especially for people with strong parental figures, because I think it's very easy to be living the life that your parents want you to live without even noticing it. And usually in those cases, there's the most anxiety out of anyone. And from my perspective, like it's once you're living your own life that you're at peace with your failures or your hiccups or whatever goes wrong because you know that even if you're not succeeding, you're living your life and that in itself is a level of success and I think brings a level of comfort because you see the full picture of I'm failing but it's okay because this failure is teaching me since it's my journey versus when someone else is ultimately guiding your life, if you fail, you're just further resenting them because it's their disappointment, not yours or their lesson learned, not yours. I also think that this is super relevant in the age of social media because having the influence not only every day but practically every hour of other people's lives and what that looks like from the outside, it's very easy to fall into a journey that you wouldn't have even thought of had you not been influenced by that, which in some cases can be a good thing. Like through social media, I found out that I want to own plants. But I think in more ways it can be damaging in terms of I want to be skinnier because of what I saw or because of the reactions that this person is getting, where had you not been influenced by that, it wouldn't even be on your radar. Speaking of journeys, this kind of leads into... One of my thoughts that I had previously wanted to share and that's that I changed my room this week because I felt like it wasn't representing my current self, but instead it was representing who I was when I moved in six months ago, which basically just started as the feeling of me walking into my room and not feeling that rush of, wow, I'm so glad that this is my living space. I don't know if that's just me (laughs) that that happens to, but whenever I feel that, even if it's just moving a poster to the other side of the room or flipping my bed around, changing the color of my bed sheets, whatever it may be, to kind of like revive the life and the character of my room in a way that feels like it represents who I currently am and who I'm becoming. And speaking of plants, this past weekend, I got two new plants from Pont City Market, actually, and I'm so excited about them, but I wrote that I was under the impression that I was a bad plant mom, but then I realized I was just overwatering. I think that's kind of poetic, that I thought I wasn't doing enough, but really I was doing too much, and if I just chill out on the watering for a second, the plants will find their balance. 
This is representative of how I often feel in my relationships. There's definitely times where I'm watering and watering and watering and I'm like, why isn't it perking up? (laughs) But then I realize maybe like I'm just overwatering and that just sitting back and chilling will bring everything to a balance or at least make me feel like my plants are finally perking up again. That actually leads me into a thought that I've been thinking over the past few weeks and I really wanted to share with you guys, which is that sometimes just enjoy your relationship, especially like mostly referring to romantic relationships. It's easy, especially as a female, to think that you constantly have to be working on something and say that you guys tackle like an issue or a a lack of something and you finally get a hold of it and like succeed, you solve the problem to think, okay, then what's the next one? What's the next thing that we can work on? The next thing we can improve? And I think it's so important in relationships to just be able to sit back and enjoy what you have for what it is and let the good times be good. You don't always have to be working on something and announcement if you are working on your relationship for the whole relationship something is off. Definitely don't underwater your relationships, but don't drown them with water either, as my plants will tell you. So while I was at home this weekend, I visited with my friend Jenna and her family, actually. We had like a whole family day together. It was super fun. Felt like I was a smith for the day. Her dad asked me about the podcast and I guess what it was about So I just told him in general that I just wanted to be a platform to talk about things deeper than one normally would, which is true. And I do want that. But it's so interesting because one, when I'm by myself, it's really interesting going deep into topics because a lot of it includes my opinion and kind of just this weird dynamic of wanting to be as raw and real and natural as possible, but also being conscious of the fact that I'm publicly sharing these thoughts. And even if I don't want them to, they're bound to represent my image or like who people, they're bound to contribute to who people think I am as a person, which is okay. But in my opinion, we're ever changing. So something that I said last week doesn't represent who I am this week it might give you a good idea, but that's not who I am anymore. That's who I was last week. He just told me that it would be super cool to go really in depth, like really below the surface, which is ultimately what I want. And with that comes the decision to let go of caring how I come across or caring what people think or how my opinions are received because ultimately they're mine, but it's like in Solar Opposites, this animated show the guy's like I need people to like me and he's like wait I don't need people to like me but but for work for work I need people to like me and that is exactly how I feel it's like I internally don't really care what people think but also in terms of the career path that I want it's a very people-pleasing career path so kind of finding the balance between those two mindsets that was kind of a tangent but a whole nother thought is that I have an exciting business venture brewing in my mind, selling prints. Um, I have these four giant photos in my bedroom 
their standard poster size framed, but they look huge. And they're all photos that I took. And it just made me realize that I could easily sell prints. Like I have this photo of Charleston, a photo of Pike Place Market, photo of the Grand Canyon, etc, etc. So if I could find a small loan of $1 million, (laughs) then I'll be good to go on that business adventure. (laughs) And as far as photography goes, it's so nice having a hobby that can be lucrative if you want it to be, but doesn't have to be. Um, It can both be a business and a hobby, and I get to choose which one I want, and that's super nice. So there's this app that Reagan put me on to, shout out Reagan, and it's called The Pattern. This is not sponsored content. <laughs> okay, but it's called The Pattern, and basically it's based off of astrology, but it's way cooler than that. I don't really know how to explain it, but it'll tell you world patterns, like things that are affecting everybody for a certain time period, and it'll also tell you your individual patterns. And then there's like the timing of things. So some patterns will be six months long. Some will be two days long. But I got a notification this morning and I kind of wanted to share what it says. I think that it relates to a lot of the topics and themes that we've been chatting about today. Okay, the pattern says this. It's titled Reliable and Dependable. You're intended to move through the world as a responsible force for your community and friends. You're finding that when you naturally gravitate towards situations where you're in charge, you can hold things together for others. It's important for you to have a meaningful role in your career. You thrive in a position of power and authority. You're ambitious. You have a strong impulse to achieve in the world and want to accomplish something significant. This side of you is your ideal public self. It's also how you're intended to approach your career. It may not be how friends perceive you or how you understand yourself, but there's a style to the way you operate in the world. Ideally, you're able to find a challenging and meaningful project or job that satisfies your drive to excel. If you take the time to learn something, you'll know it very well and will want to share the depth of your knowledge. Because you're responsible, you're the one people go to for help and support. You're skilled at managing others and helping to achieve concrete, practical results. You're tenacious and goal-oriented. Quick to abandon things that aren't working, you'll come up with better, more productive ideas that work for everybody. In your personal life and intimate relationships, you might exhibit a very different side of yourself. In fact, it might be the opposite of your outward-facing self. What motivates you is not necessarily ideals, but what's useful and essential. You're willing to sacrifice your needs in the long term for the sake of the greater good in your career or calling. Your greatest satisfaction is a job well done in whatever work you choose. You love the feeling of accomplishment and being respected and valued for your efforts. It's important for you to find a career that gives you a clear and necessary function where you're able to manage others and reach your goals. So many things to unpack here. Okay, first of all, when it says that I'm intended to move through the world as a responsible force for my community and friends, this is something that I both agree with and want to challenge because while I see myself in that role like for example in high school everyone would always call me their therapist which was nice but then also I like felt the burden of being there for everybody or or having everybody's emotions on my shoulders that's the side that I would challenge is 
I have to actively remind myself that it's not my job. And also shout out to Chase because there's a lot of times he'll tell me like, Sid, it's not your job. So while I do appreciate contributing or being able to have a positive impact on the people around me when the time comes, um, I also actively remind myself that it's not my job to take care of everybody else. But yeah, anyways, so a reminder to you that it's not your job to take care of others, but if you enjoy doing it, then go for it. Okay, next, (laughs) where it says, I naturally gravitate towards situations where I'm in charge and can hold things together for others. That kind of goes hand in hand with what McPatty was saying. Basically, people who have been through anything difficult at a young age like to take care of other people and be the savior for others and I would think that it's because they're familiar with problem solving. McPatty says that it's because it's a distraction like taking care of others is a distraction from self and I do largely agree with the part that says it's important for me to have a meaningful role in my career um, because I saw this thing and it said basically you're going to spend 70% of your life working So the only way to do that is to do something that you love and the only way to find something that you love is to believe that it's meaningful or like find something that you feel is meaningful. So I fully agree that wherever I end up in the career world, I want it to have meaning and I want to very clearly be able to see the positive impact that it's having on the the world or the people around me. And I also agree where it says that I'm ambitious, that's for freaking sure. <laughs> um, and I don't know, that I want to accomplish something significant or have a significant impact. I think that's true and that kind of relates to podcasting itself. I'm not podcasting for fame and I'm not podcasting for money. I'm podcasting because I want to be able to have a significant impact or at least some kind of influence that gives some a positive effect to somebody else's life. So in the last two weeks of me not podcasting, I've added four new members to the family. They are goldfish, and their names are Chungus, Einstein, Spot, and Tiny Tim. And they were 37 cents each. I expected them all to die within the first couple days, and they're all still alive. And I'm just proud of myself as a fish mom because I've kept goldfish alive for over a week, and there's four of them. And it only cost not that much money. Something else I wrote in my notes this week, my little journal folder. I just said, interesting phase of life. Looking at my Instagram, a phase of change, slowing down, internally letting go, speeding up, choosing to pay attention, but not to dwell too long. But overall, this current phase of life is about really not planning so much and instead just living and it's okay to plan and have things on the to-do list but it's also okay to just say screw the to-do list and enjoy wherever you're at so I'm actively giving myself permission to do whatever the heck I want (laughs) let me know what you guys think of this podcasting format versus the more structured one on my Instagram at Squid Hendricks. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening to the O1ers Club. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>